there how are we doing i'm good can you see me no not yet i'm fully expecting you to be kitted out in your usual golf gear and oh i'm so disappointed is this you just driving into the golf club i've not, I've not played any golf this year with work so i'm literally oh, right. <laughs> driving back to another appointment en route to my eight o'clock appointment so i know you you're a cheapskate and you've only got the 40 minute one so i'll be fine <laughs> Talk to me about the market down there. Let's talk some shop before we kick on. Market up here is absolutely bonkers. No stock, but people are just spending ridiculous amounts of money. Uh, Speaking to one of the the estate agents who runs Retties, he says he's 20% down on stock, but there's a cast of thousands wanting to buy what stock he has. And so supply and demand is just bonkers. Yeah, it's pretty much the same down here because we're right on the border. We've got a lot of people uh, that move from south of the border up here as well, cash rich. So yep. you're getting people paying anything from 5 to 20% above. Even on £120,000 house, some people are paying like 150, 160000 which one, prices your first-time buyers out. Two, it's the property market's detached from everyday life. Like people are struggling with food banks and yes. energy costs, fuel costs, yet people are paying that astronomical amount of money above. So it's a ticking time bomb, surely. Uh, I mean, surely we'll settle again and stock will increase and therefore it'll back to more normality as I'm getting chased by an ambulance on this road as we speak. Interesting. So he said <laughs> he said to me there's five factors. He, he thinks um, in, interest rates going up, uh, inflation, the cost of fuel, um, yep. job security and he said the main driver was people aren't putting their properties on the market for those four but the main driver is there's not any stock on the market for them to want to buy so well you're not going to that's not going to sort itself out until you sort the first four out that's a pretty much a pause situation isn't it like you don't want to put your house until you see something and you see something you panic then it doesn't yeah. happen and, yeah. and also the, the situation you create Yes, I think that that's a that's a big issue as well. You've just dropped out a bit. I hope you've not crashed the car. <laughs> ah, this is where my podcasting skills will come to to fruition. Oh, you're back. No. Back. You're can back. You can you hear me? Wonderful. Yes. I can see you blinking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hopeful that you were guys going to come yeah, yeah. back, and I wasn't. I wasn't going to have to do this. It's a, a problem. Right. I think we're okay now. People will. Perfect. People will understand this if they're watching it, but they will not have a clue if they're just listening to this. Anyway, we've had some issues, but hopefully we can get those sorted out. We're not here to talk about property. We're here to talk about cricket. Start of the season coming up. Who have you got first up? Uh, I've got the, a nice easy task of Eric Dumfries. Okay, that's an interesting <laughs> one. 
Yeah, it's, uh, it's a tough, probably a toughest start we'd won, but we're looking forward to it. Ground's looking great as ever, uh, uh-huh. and we're a bit stronger start of the year. We've not got the issues of Adam being stuck in Pakistan for half a season. Uh, Jesse will, will arrive on Friday uh, morning, which is great, and just numbers and are better so far for both okay. the first and second eleven, which is looking good. Brilliant, glad to hear that. Uh, so, uh, did you see Hamza took six for eighteen in his uh, air debut? Yeah, I suppose it is. It's very good, friendly game. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. It could be, it could take nine for it. Dumfries, you might get one for it. It's not really of. Uh, he's, he's a good bowler in the day. It's not going to matter what if it's a friendly, a competitive game. He's going to get wickets. Yeah, probably take forty in the season. Hopefully, it's only one or two against us at the weekend. Fair dues, fair dues. So um, you're saying Jesse's arriving on Friday. That's Jesse Smith, Cameron Smith. He was across the year we got relegated. Oh, right, gotcha. So he's coming back over, and he's yep. what, is he proing for you or coaching or what, what, how are you? What are you telling the tax man? I have no idea on the terminology, so I'm not even going to answer that question. <laughs> um, but the the long term plan. Uh, with him, he's, he's, he's arriving and he's going back home in October, I believe, because his his partner's twenty first uh, or something. So that's when he goes back home. So I don't know his situation personally, right. to be honest. Okay, and he's going to do what? A bit of batting and, and a bit of bowling for you. I don't know if you remember him, but he's he's an opening bowler. Um, quick, he's a quick, and he'll bat probably three, four, five. I think he got a hundred against Ferguson last time he was of course. Okay, so he's no mark. Um, no, no, I think he's played with Brandon and that back home. He's it'll be 24, 25 now, I think, uh, okay. himself. He just got player of the tournament in some uh, tournament across. He won 5,000 randoms. I was looking at what's it? Wow, it's a lot of money. Research is 250 quid. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, so, that, that's the amount you get for winning the league, I think, is it not? Probably, yeah. Um, so, no, he's, he's certainly good to come across because. It's just we know him well. He's a good personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, the young guys are a bit older, especially like James, who's an opening bowler for us. It'll really help him develop, hopefully. Yes. And what about runs? Is that a concern for you? It's always a concern. If we don't get runs, we don't get any games. But um, yes. yeah, I think bringing Jesse in is going to obviously add a lot. Uh, Adam for a full season and another year older is going to add a lot. You've got the youngsters coming through. Uh, Beveridge still there. Dawson still there. Hoping, uh, obviously, the McBride brothers. Um, so we've got a lot more depth. We've got end of last year as well. I don't know if you saw a few of the cars. Uh, Udi Radapelli joined us as uh, a doctor in our area. Okay, he can bat a wee bit and he's off spinner. Um, so we've kind of we've kind of picked up maybe from end of last year squad three four players plus the guys who are 14, 15 or now 15, 16. So yes, yeah, like to say we we know the games we're targeting. We're not expecting to be up the top end but to be honest the seven other teams in the league should we look to be beating them yeah I think we can of course we can so you're very much of the opinion as the last four that I've spoken to are saying there's probably three or four who are going to be up there and and for the other six you're going to be able on your day to be able to take points off off them yeah, I, I, I've not looked into the details of squads and that, to be honest, but I'd, I'd have thought with Ayers recruitment, they should be up the upper end. I would expect it, obviously, Ferguson looking at their squad, they look strong again. 
Um, and depending on the day and I suppose call-ups, Clydesdale, <laughs> if Richie's playing, there's going to be a ch- he'll beat any team potentially, but if he's not, mm-hmm. then it could be a challenge for them. So, yeah, Presswick, don't know about, again, I don't know, look at recruitment and that, we just take it on the day. There are only one or two players that get added, but I guess every team will be strengthened. But yeah, target six, seven teams that should be beat, looking to beat. Um, and then when you play against the top teams, try to get bonus points, at least. Um, every team <clears> is beatable <throat> if somebody comes off. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, tell me about recruitment then for you guys. I mean, your hands are probably a bit tied given the geographical location for you. Yeah, we don't share like uh, the other clubs we pop about all the time. We literally get a pool of players and we do rely on, I guess, maybe somebody moving to the area for work uh-huh. or just the juniors coming through, which we have an amazing amount of people coming through. Um, <laughs> we're just a few years away, which I've said a couple of years ago. So, so that's interesting because I, I guess you that's the benefit that you get from being a little bit of an outlier in terms of geographical outlier in that if they want to go and play cricket, there's only one place to go to, and that's that's Dumfries. Added to that, you've got a fantastic facility down there. Yeah, so I think that's the positive. We've always been a, a really good club in terms of we're close to each other. Uh, we're not just like turn up and play and leave. We generally have a barbecue every game. We generally socialise with each other. We play golf with each other. So we're a close-knit club. We've got a lot of families and juniors coming through. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we don't have the finances. We are, and we're not interested in paying players, including overseas and that in a sense. They're coming here for themselves as much as to help us. Um, we'd rather put it back into the ground and facilities and juniors, which is, I've got to say, a testament to the, the board, uh, all the people on the committee really to keep doing that because the ground is looking amazing again. Overseas AMs and pros will come and go. You know, they very rarely exactly. will be remembered. Uh, but certainly those that are playing year in, year out will look at the facilities and be proud to say that they've played and they're a member of Dumfries Cricket Club, given well, the, the, the state of its... Definitely overseas players, like, for example, that are important to us, are one that's just went back home, Jerry Gooden, who was latterly playing in seconds, Scott Beveridge, still playing for us. He was an overseas. He'll be in his 22nd year. Drew Dawson was an overseas. Originally, at St. Michael's came across to us. That's the kind of overseas people we want. They're going to come and keep contributing to the club. Uh, that's what we're, that we always want to, uh, to make the club sustainable. If you pay players that come in and, in and out, it won't work in our area. Uh, we, don't have a similar, we don't have a setup that we're a cricket club. We're a sports club. Mm-hmm. So we don't have the finances that will compete to the same level. And that's no, it's great playing against the best cricketers. That's what we want to do. And that's brilliant for our juniors. But we can't have that on our doorstep. And you reckon, what, a couple of years before the the kids are coming through to make you know, good contributions on a Saturday? Yeah, I would say the kids now are at the level where we've probably got a, a pool of six or seven of them that could easily come in and play for us um, for their own development. I wouldn't want them just playing as a number. So that's why we always sit Jersey down and look Yeah. So we want them to be actually, we prefer them playing second team cricket and getting a bat and a bowl if they're just playing as a number. We've got enough, thankfully, older club men that will come in and step up and just be a part. We'd rather take the nine best players with two others and benefit the juniors rather than flooding it with the 11 best players, if that makes sense. Um, that's that's always been my view. Um, maybe that's one of the reasons why we got relegated one year, but uh, we'll not go into that. Uh, um, so, 
yeah, exciting times, I think, this year. I'm looking forward to it. And last year, the win against Sterling and then the points being awarded from the Greenock game were clearly critical to your survival for, for last season. Yeah, so thanks to the wedding at Sterling, uh, Greenock game, I don't think it was, was a matter... Tweed's, was, that, was that Matthew Tweedy's wedding? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, um, so, so thanks for that. We, we did put a, a drink in the bar for him, which we're, we're still waiting for. Thank you. That's the, um, that's the least you could have done. Exactly. So he wasn't there. But yeah, that was obviously super important. Greenock game, in context of the actual game itself, I think at that point, if you saw the fact we scored over 200 at Greenock, I think the game was was not going to be chased down and I think we would have won it. Uh-huh. Secondly, actually, if the game was voided and both teams got zero points, we were still safe. So it didn't actually that matter matter that much, if that makes sense. But yes. it did at that time, obviously. Yes. Well, it, it, if that had been voided, then you've still got another three weeks to go and the mentality yeah. of that starts to play on you. So, I mean, that, that, oh, could, have been, yeah. that could have been quite big at the time. Yeah. Um, it was a strange. That was a, it was a strange, strange situation. I do feel sorry for the lad that was playing as well. So um, hopefully we play again. We can have a laugh about it. And I see Flacky's off to air, so you'll be seeing him on on Saturday. Yeah, I so that's, I mean they've got a really good team, so I think we've got to be at our best to even compete. Really, um, we just got to play smart. You've got to look at the avenues where who you target, when you target, and. If you play your best of your ability, you've got a chance of beating everybody. If you don't, you've also got the best chance of getting absolutely pumped. Yes. No, fair so, point. Fair point. Hopefully not a lot. <laughs> so, Brocky, I mean, he's back with you. Brocky and, and, and Devo, they'll be doing lion's share of the bowling again this season along with, with your man Schmidt. So, yeah, you've got Jesse um, and James who look at the openers. You've got, uh, obviously, Big Al, Brocky, Myself, Bevo, uh, you've got young Tommy McGrath as well, that actually I think ended up finishing second or third top I could take it for us last year. Udi, yeah. who's the off spinner. So, from the point of Udi, will add a lot and take a lot of pressure off Chris if it's not quite coming well. To, to give you a comparison, it does bowl very similar to Sachin. Short run up, quick at the crease, and he's, yeah, he's just quickly through his overs. He's, he's a really, really good player to have stumbled across, and he can bat. Good. So, so they're giving you options. I mean, what you've got is it. What appears to have is a fair amount of options out of your eleven on a Saturday. Exactly. I would say on the day eight or nine hours could potentially bowl with a pink ball. We don't know how it's going to be different to certain bowlers. How it affect, especially Al, for example, who bowls big, massive end swingers. Is it going to be the same? Who knows? Um, so yeah, I've got lots of options. I think it's just just about doing your job well and just. Valuing your work, as we say, when we're batting, building partnerships, taking the game deep. If you're chasing, it's just simple, basic cricket. Again, yeah, so I've not spoken to, to a more normal year. Yes, I've not spoken to anybody about the ball. I think that the ball certainly seems to swing and do a little bit more early on. But then once you mm-hmm. take the shine off it, then it just becomes like, you know, batter's paradise. It's It almost seems as if certainly we play the 2020 stuff up here for the Rowan Cup and the McCulloch Cup. Um, and the ball seems to, when it hits the bat, it seems to make like a, 
you know, a different noise. It's almost as if it's a different type of ball, but it can't be. It just must be just a different colour, but it just seems to come off the bat so much quicker. Well, I, get, I certainly know from speaking to Scott in terms of uh, who's obviously in his more older years in the band, he said oh, it adds quite a few more years to your cricket and career if you're a batsman because you see it so much more clearly. It doesn't do as much laterally. So uh-huh. from their point of view, they can cash in. But I think that's where a lot of your utility bowlers and that might come into it. So from my point of view, who generally bowls middle overs, bowls slow crap that people generally don't like facing mm-hmm. if you mix it up I think that's where it's about your field placings and actually bowling to your field whereas with the red ball I think early on you could bowl six crap balls and then one perla and you're gone I think that's the difference where this you've got to really field play proper one day cricket now I think Remind me again every time I speak to you I forget this but your man who bowls your big induckers who's that? Alan Alan Davidson that's Davo that you call That's Davo right okay so he he he'll he'll he must be concerned if the thing doesn't swing. So are we. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so are we. So we could be getting be pumped everywhere if it doesn't swing. Well, you said that, no me. Um, <laughs> so they might be back to the being the batsman again. Nah, no. So it'll be interesting. That's we really don't know how it will affect. Yeah. So he might come on early on and then save him back. So we just have to really see the the game. Uh-huh. Um, I think it'll very much pitch dependent as well and weather dependent um, so at the weekend there for example the ball was swinging really late um, down at Nunham for Ferguson and the Dumfries game which was yep. good so um, but the pitch was a two-year-old pitch still quite firm bit of grass in it uh, short outfield and it was really dry so mm-hmm. that's encouraging Good stuff uh, so you've got air on Saturday what about frog box Are you have you got frog box have you invested in that is this the new scoring system yeah well not the new scoring system but the the video that i think that yes. goes along with that yeah we've got that yeah so we, to be honest we we didn't use that but we did do a lot of live streaming anyway so we were kind of already set up for that uh-huh the boys looking forward so, uh, to that thanks. oh it's brilliant I, I, it was great because i missed uh two friendlies ago i was i was away i can't remember i was away and i was able to sit and watch parts of my phone. I thought, that's brilliant. It's, uh, it? it's really, really good. And from a captain's point of view, the score being submitted straight onto the website, that is so much better. Yes. And then and half I, an hour of my beer time. But it takes away, I mean, I presume a scorebook is now a thing of, of ancient history. I think we still do it, or I, I, we will still be doing it as a backup because uh-huh. human error and all that, and it means it's a way of tallying it up if there's a, uh, a disagreement maybe between two the two sides but I would certainly be doing it on the, the iPad as well as maybe the scorebook this is an old-fashioned copy as well Good stuff and and is it costing the clubs more to, to join that or is that something that's just in the sort of annual subscription from the WDCU how's the finances I'll, working I'll that be unit? honest I, I don't know um, I wouldn't have thought it's for nothing <laughs> nothing's for nothing normally um <laughs> So, yeah, I would say I'd have to I'd have to come back to you on that. <laughs> but it's a, it's a wonderful system because obviously it's it's, it's got you know real time scores, which is wonderful. And if you hover over individuals, it then shows you what they've done that season. So there's absolutely yeah. no hiding place, and you don't have to scroll through the current website to hope that the scorecard's up by Thursday when you're doing a podcast on yep. Tuesday. 
So yeah, no, really exactly. It's so much quicker. Yeah, it's so much easier for even like people who have, like say previously played at a club or maybe overseas. They can tune in. They can see the scorecards, uh-huh. look at the development where they've contributed to. So I think it's amazing. Um, it, it, it it's hard for me to actually say this, but the, are we almost cutting edge? Oh. As far as this is concerned, I mean, I don't know, are the East doing this? Are, are other leagues already doing this? Or are we uh, a trailblazer? So from our, our point, uh, certainly in the Eden Valley League, the stuff that we played with the younger stuff, everything was like this. You had live score updates. Um, so they certainly had it down south. I don't know about East League and such like, but uh-huh. um, we were kind of aware of it and used a very similar uh, programme, I suppose. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's great that we've obviously got this. I've got a trial of a different colour ball and kit, I guess, which is some clubs will be pro, some will be against. Um, so, well, yeah. Would you, why would you be against? Um, I think the only thing they could be against, or two reasons, uh, or three potentially. Previous say, sponsors have already put money forward for the playing kit, so the club's then got an extra expense to get new stuff if, if it was last year. Um, yeah, okay. I think if, you, if you're a frontline first 11 player, um, and you're obviously got your colour playing kit. If you're somebody who fills in sometimes, it's an additional cost to them. that They they may need the additional kit themselves or the club again has to supply them with yeah. more colour kit. Uh-huh. And then the pink ball, though, again, I like the pink ball, so I'm not going to say anything. I, I like bowling with it personally, but from a development of the juniors that go into then the national stuff, it's a white ball rather than it being. So we could have went straight to white if we went full colours, but I, I understand the reason going pink allows you to move, still play in the whites for financial reasons. You could play in the whites and then go to right. colour kit if it was going to white ball, I guess. Okay. So I'm on the fence with it. It doesn't bother me. I'm not good enough to worry about it, to be honest. So. <laughs> and what's your <laughs> kit like? Is it is it just right, blue? So is it blue or, or claret? Because that's apparently everybody is either blue or claret. We're blue, certainly, <laughs> uh, with, uh, with a tinge of green. Well, uh a wee bit of green it because my company sponsored it. So, so we had the, fortunately again the club sorted an amazing deal out, and we've got aye, the kit's nice. The kit's actually nice. Excellent, excellent. Okay, listen, I, I know you've got uh, an appointment to go to, so I'll just finish off. I want three names. Okay, uh, don't think too long and hard about this. Team Clown, Alan Davidson. <laughs> right. Is that just there's a just no he's he is the definite team clown. There can't cannot be anybody else. Tommy McGrath's pushing him, but um Alan's had that title for oh, at least ten years. Quick story. A quick story who's about, about, about him being a clown. Oh, where's it start? He's got more nicknames than anything from Nadia, a, a big brother to Trico because he runs like he's stuck in Trico. Um, he's just, he, I remember he went in the toilet one of the away games. I think it could have been West of Scotland. No, I remember, wasn't he? And he managed to flush the locking mechanism down the toilet and he was locked himself in the toilet. Um, he didn't have, there's so many. We'll do a blog. You maybe need to pay for the premium version for me to go on. <laughs> Right, next one is team technician, somebody who's more concerned about the his technical ability than actually scoring runs or taking wickets. Um, I don't think we have anybody really. No. I don't think anybody's that stressful. No, no. 
I wouldn't say I wouldn't put any forward flags. I think the guys are all pretty laid back and chilled out. All if right. it's going for in terms of somebody who cares a lot and works so hard, Adam Malik, he's okay. spent a lot of time working on his technique. But I wouldn't say overruns because he's he will get runs. And then um, the king of kit, all the kit, and uh, maybe a bit of an idea, but who likes his kit? That could be me. Do you? That could be me. <laughs> um, that's why I'm captain. It means I still get a game. Uh, um, but no, I'll, I'll be a full kit wanker. Like and John Woodhouse as well. He's a full kit wanker. Um, <laughs> right. So, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't realise we were so, putting that uh, suffix to the end of the word kit man. <laughs> As I said, planker, it's a bad reception. No, I think sorry. that's what you said, wasn't it? There might be yeah. some children listening to this. <laughs> anyway, how's that? You said you're not playing any golf. Why is that? It's just been really busy with work, actually. So, the first time. so try to bank my weekends for the cricket so it doesn't affect me in the season, to be fair. Um, yeah. But I'll get out more in the, now it's lighter through the week, try and get a night uh, game through the week because cricket obviously absorbs your whole weekend generally. Um, so, yeah, I'll hopefully get back out. But squash season finishes this weekend as well, and that'll be me solely on cricket again. Well, do you play a bit of squash, do you? Yeah, I play for them, please. We play in the West League, go up to Glasgow every Wednesday, or every other Wednesday through the, uh, when the league's on. So we wow. Do. And what is squash? Because yeah, we had Nixie on from Nixie McLean. He's a, he's a big darts man, so he was, I had to fit him in earlier because he was off to play darts. So you're a squash man. So how long are you playing squash for? played squash quite a, wee, a while now, um, probably the best part of 14, 15 years. Jesse, I've played your man Jesse a few times. Yes, he's uh, got Jesse, Yeah, he's a good he's a good squash player. He beat me 3-2 at a tournament up in Inverness or Aberdeen. Uh, so he did. Um, right. Jesse's good. I think they're going to open uh, with him. Batting-wise? I think so. It's t- well, I think when the guys, the second 11 played against somebody, they scored a... 100, I think, down at Dumfries. Like, it was chanceless to say, I've, I've not played against... Sorry, sorry, wait, 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 back it up. Chanceless, that, that's not something that you associate with him. Oh, well, I, I'm going by what the seconds told me, but they always right. say that when they're probably chasing 300. Um, <laughs> but no, I've never, I don't think I've actually played against him in the field yet, so it'll be good to see. Well, he did play, I remember playing down there... Would this be maybe two or three seasons ago? Um, mm-hmm. And he dropped a sitter on the fence and <laughs> and and he was just absolutely castigated. Okay, <laughs> imagine. Seemed, but then he's, he's done okay and he's got a 40-odd against uh, Falkland and 28 or 30-odd on Sunday against Kelburn. So I think they'll probably go, for, go with him and just try and have a whack and see if they can get going because Youngie's not going to be playing until July. So it'll be him and Hislop, right. and then we've got two Aussie amateurs, brothers called Colgan. Uh, I saw that, yeah, that's and, good. And then we'll have Johnny Oliver and uh, Sam Page, who joined us back end of last season. So from... What's the two Aussies do? Yeah, so Bo, I think one's a left-hander, a one oh, cool. plays first grade, and he's 22, I think, and the other one's 17, who plays second oh, wow. grade in Sydney. So I think decent enough players. My concern is obviously that you need to find and eke out 300 runs. And it's a big ask to get two kids to come over and say, listen, yeah. there's a lot of pressure here. You need to be scoring three, 400 runs. I'm sure they would do yeah. it in Sydney, but um, Sydney ain't Hamilton Crescent. 
no, 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 that's it. Um, I, that's what I think they, they often found in terms of the first year is such a big change. Mm-hmm. They'll like they'll not have faced probably somebody bowling at spinner speed like me, who just on these grass top pitches, uh, and they'll end up chipping it hopefully straight to mid off and mid on for me. Uh huh. Yeah, I, I think that 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 is the issue. Uh, one of the issues is the ball coming on, uh, but he seems yeah. to have. I mean, from a confidence perspective, he, he looks as if he's got a bags of confidence because he's got an 80 there. Uh, and I think he scored some runs against Kelburn as well. So uh, that's one of them. Yeah, the, the other... They're always confident. Well, that's true. Um, the, and the, I think the younger brother, I think he's he's knackered his finger, dislocated his finger they were talking right. about. But I mean, I guess he'll just pull that back in and off he'll go, I guess. Well, I hope he's all right. Yeah, well, I hope so as well. Especially as it happened in the first game, so <laughs> it could have happened at Dumfries. That'd have been better. <laughs> <laughs> right, listen, I'll let you go. I know you've got an appointment to get to. Best of luck at the weekend against Air. I'll be following Thank it, you. and uh, as I say, uh, let's hope we see you for a chat uh, a couple of times, maybe more than a couple of times. Anytime you want. I love these shows. <laughs> <laughs> right, catch you later, all right? Perfect. Thanks again, buddy. Bye. Bye bye.